Welcome back to the Chicano Mundo podcast. I am your host, Sigi Jimenez, and we got some great news. We are streaming on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, and many other podcast platforms. So go subscribe, go rate, and comment on them. We're moving up in the world. I'm creating a new cryptocurrency called Perro. Vamos a la luna. But all in seriousness, um, I felt like I was on the moon the other day. Steel City Hustlers gave this vato in the podcast a shout out on the Rodian Radio podcast with Tony A. the Wizard. Only the biggest Chicano podcast in the world right now. So go check out that interview. Go listen to their music. It's streaming on all major streaming platforms. Their journey been a great one and they are going to be colossal soon. I know it. So much love and much respect to Steel City Hustlers stomps. Silent, stepdog, much love. So, damas y caballeros, I don't know how I want to proceed with the podcast. Like, I don't know if I should go with this chronological order on the culture or talk about more contemporary issues that are in the Chicano sphere. I don't know. So, I think we're just going to have to go with the flow and see, see what we do. So, with that being said, I'm going back to the 1950s, baby. Back when the lowrider started to pop up. The zoot suit era was coming to an end. They traded their suits for khakis and white tees. They cut off their hair for a more military look. But that fresh and fancy look of the zoot suit transferred over to their rides. And at that time, everyone was customizing their rides, going on cruises, creating clubs. You know, car clubs and motorcycle clubs. Whatever your wills were, you were into something. You know, people coming back from the war had money in their pockets. And there was a surplus of used cars out there in the lots. So there was an explosion of customizing cars. And and people coming back from the war just wanted to still kick it with their fellow soldiers who fought side by side by them. So that's how these cars clubs came to be and motorcycle clubs and i think we could thank this man for the invention of customization um harry western guard from detroit who later moved to sacramento he was one if not the first to start customizing cars out of his garage and he also mentored young adults teaching them how to fix their cars and customize them all throughout the 40s and 50s he loved modifying his cars. He loved making them go fast, um, which unfortunately caused his early demise. He was going 100 on the highway when some driver cut him off, little bitch. And to avoid him, he ended up swerving and hitting a tree. But he left behind a legacy to help propel this custom car thing. And be ingrained in lowrider because what's more custom than having the lower low? Um, that era and that era, hot rods were the thing. Um, they were customizing the cars to go fast. But in the fifties, nineteen fifties, Mexican Americans went a whole different route. They wanted their cars low and slow. They started to put sandbags, cement blocks, or anything that was heavy to make their cars low. 
They installed small tires to get them as low as they can, and this took off. It got a lot of traction, and Mexicans were riding low throughout the city. And by this time, in 1958, California uh, made a lot, and they made it illegal to have any part of the car's body lower than the wheels. Who are these Karens? And I'm pretty sure there was a lot of them back then. Anything that wasn't up to a certain standard, they carried the shit out of it. Which is ridiculous. Police were doing everything to try to stop these lowriders, blocking streets where they would cruise, giving them tickets, and so on. But Mexicans are some innovators. Because later that year, or the next year, in 1959, a man by the name of Ron Aguirre got this idea to place a hydraulic system in his car. And he worked on it on his 1957 Chevy. He named the X-Sonic. And when you have a chance, look this car up. Because this car is a thing of beauty. It's futuristic. Um, it is pretty dope. He customized it. Hella sick with it. But, you know, he got tired of cops harassing him. So one day he saw somebody work with a hydraulic tool system and he had this idea that he could put it in his car to help it go up. And I think he got these old hydraulic parts from some B-52 bomber planes at a junkyard. I think that's how the story goes. Um, And with the help of his dad, a welder, they did some mechanical things, placed the hydro in between the suspension and wired it to a switch. Everything I don't know nothing about. And when he completed it, he his big debut happened the next day at a diner of some sort. And he knew the cop was going to be across the street waiting for him to get a, give him a ticket. And by his own account, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit. But as he pulled out of the diner, sure enough, the cop shined his light to pull him over. And he instructed his homie to hit the switch. Ron then got out with a cocky and confident attitude, even calling the cops by his first name, which was a major burn. No respect whatsoever. Cop told him why he pulled him over. Ron contested and the cop did the low wheel test with his ticket book, which Ron passed. And... That police officer got embarrassed because there was a crowd and apparently the crowd all cheered for Ron and they were amazed by this new invention. This cop took a major L and Andrasa got that W. This hydro invention changed the game forever. And look what they can do now. Hop, dance, three wheel motion. All these pumps, all these batteries is all well connected into um, low riders and then rolling into the 60s cars started to come out with that X body frame which made it easier to customize these cars and more businesses started offering after parts to car owners and the most famous Lolos are from the 60s in my opinion what you got the 62 the 63 and the 64 Chevy, Chevy Impala Arguably the best car to make a Lolo. Things were moving rapidly for this culture. And by the 70s, the paint scheme got more exquisite. 
new colors were being added and they started to put murals on the on their cars. These cars really took it up a notch. They became a rolling piece of art. The rims got more complex. They started to put these wired lace rims, which was the standard for a long time. You know, the 100-spoke gold Daytons. And they still are popular today. And towards the end of the 70s, they published the first lowrider magazine out of San Jose, California, by three students who were going to San Jose State. Larry Gonzalez, Sonny Madrid, and David Nunez. And that took the world by storm. Now everyone could see the different styles from different regions, all these dope cars in the picture, making them more and more popular. And now, you know, it's a worldwide culture. There's no race barrier, no economic barrier, no regional barrier. If you love the culture, you love the car, you love customizing it, you are accepted. There's lowriders from Califas to Brazil to Japan. But it all started from Mexican-Americans in the 1950s who wanted to make their own custom cars their way. And this is pure Americana. And I am proud of this. I'm also proud of this because the cruising, the cruising culture from it stretches far before cars were invented. Mexicans in Mexico would deck out their, their horses in shiny and elaborate garments. And they'll go down to the town centers to show off with the locals. And they would call this pastime paseo. Just how we do lowrider, going down Whittier Boulevard and showing off your ride. So it, it's a beautiful culture. And, and I'm definitely, definitely proud that Mexicans Americans are the ones who came up with it. And I wonder what the future will bring to this culture. Maybe some, you know, I don't know, lowrider spaceships. They will make their ships hover inches away from the ground. Pretty sure they'll make a law against that. Hop through multiple wormholes. Who knows? But lowriders are here to stay for sure. This is, this is bigger than Chicano culture. This is... This is something else, and and I I'm I'm looking forward to all these new cars, and all these new art that just come out from it. Uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time today. I'm streaming on all major podcast platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Chicano Mundo, all one word. So until next time, arato. Like a brightly burning sun